0: Salutations my friends And thank you for tuning in To another edition Of Factions of Freedom I'm your host Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and I entitled this episode Distress of Nations, States in Emergency, and Fast Tracking Technocracy. That's because we talk about all these things and more. The locusts making their way to China, all the coronavirus craziness coming out of China that's made its way all the way over here to America, and then we finish off the actual segment breaking down the 5G angle. That's right, the 5G connection to coronavirus and more In the third segment It's going to be a power-packed transmission for you good people But first, before we start this episode I want to make sure you guys know That we are currently like 5 or 6 people away From our goal We have 34 of 40 Patreon-exclusive members Once we hit 40, we will be doing live shows every single Friday That's right Group discussions and more Get access to it, learn more about it in the description bar below patreon.com forward slash freedom faction support this operation and more and with that being said let's start the show salutations my friends and thank you for tuning in to another edition of factions of freedom I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. This is show number 1007, season 10, episode 7. I figured I'd start this episode off by letting you good people know that you've actually been listening to the maniacal works of a villain. Don't you know? I'm a villain, can't you see? I'm not a good guy. I'm a bad man. I'm a bad guy. Yeah, that's right. You've been listening to the methodical creation of a wicked, wicked man. That's me. You've been helping create a villain. You haven't been watching the rise of a hero or someone for the people. No, you fools. What you've been doing is watching and participating in the growth of an evil, evil genius. (laughs) I have to say this. Clearly in jest, because some people have a misconception as to what we're doing here. Some people are kind of lost as far as the purpose of this type of work, what we're doing, who we're trying to become, who we're trying to uh, basically summon forth from ourselves and everyone else. No, no, that's a joke. You've actually been listening to the creation of a villain. That's right, my dastardly deeds. Yes, every single week, you great people have been tuning in to the evil adventures of EJ. This isn't Factions of Freedom, no. This is the diary of a diabolic du- diabolical dude. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I've been wanting to start, this up, start off an episode like that for so long. <laughs> Just letting you guys know that I'm a villain, right? I had to come clean. I had to tell you I'm an evil, evil man. don't you know the e for e j stands for evil j <laughs> 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 oh man i had to I had to start this episode off like that uh add a little bit of levity to the situation because people you know people love to think that your boy over here is like a troll, an agent, I work for the feds you know I'm just some middle-aged, uh, heroin addict in my mother's basement in Utah, you know, people have a crazy misconception as to who we are. Then I figured I'd just, you know, let them know that they were right. That I am evil, that I am addicted to heroin and meth at the same time. <laughs> you know, that, that's how we're able to get all this done. Don't you know, thanks. Thanks China for the fentanyl. Uh, and I have to, I have to laugh at that because these are the paranoid delusions that we're confronted by, or confronted with, the projections that are out there, the misconceptions that sometimes need addressing. So yes, you know, I am a uh, leeklack from I am a Gleet glack from the planet Marbilon, and I actually do worship the devil. Duh. I, I could have sworn I said that in my bio. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm joking. But I'm adding a little bit of levity to uh, what's actually going on because we don't feed into the delusions, paranoid delusions and schizophrenic delusions of uh, people that have obvious mental illnesses and mental health issues. No, we don't pay. We don't. We we really don't feed into that. Yes, we go crazy. But there is a silver lining to our insanity. There is a thread of the truth. Right. There is a needle within that haystack. As crazy as it may seem. And, we, and while we may not be able to find it, right off the bat, we're doing our very best. And yes, you're going to go crazy trying to make sense of insanity, but who wouldn't? I guess that just makes me crazy for trying to be sane in an insane world. You see. So I figured I'd let you guys know right off the bat that you're listening to a villain uh, and whatever else makes you feel better will make you go to sleep. And I say this because as you see things intensifying, as you see things growing, As you see evil evolving, so will righteousness rise to meet it. I said this, you know, I'll say this and I'll start getting into the topics. You know, I was was replying to somebody this week, you know, and they just said, I I just want to thank God uh, and thank you and thank God for doing his work through you. You know, and if anything, I I didn't screenshot it, but, you know, I'll I'll just kind of give you guys like a summary of what I said. It's the truth. I really didn't think that that the relationship I thought I had with God, you know, before getting into all this type of work, it was a joke compared to what I have now. Uh, The relationship I have with God is much deeper. The relationship I have with myself is much deeper. The relationship I have with my family, my friends, uh, the community, and again, like myself, and I really think that's important too. People don't understand the growth that takes place. Uh, You don't really cater and pander to everybody else uh, as much as you do. And when you do, you're doing it from a, plate, from, a, from a place of being a better version of yourself. What I'm trying to say is I didn't understand the necessity of God in, uh, before doing this type of work. But the more that I find myself getting involved in it, the more that I see the writing on the wall, the signs of the times, the more I pay attention, find discernment, uh, you know, and, and at the same time, study the scripture too, the more I just get, Aware of stuff, the more that I realize that there truly is a necessity for a relationship with God, uh, and I thank God every day. I really do. You know, whenever I fail, I thank God. Whenever I succeed, I thank God. You know, <laughs> whenever I wake up, I thank God. And so, I guess I just kind of had to laugh and start this episode off saying like, "Oh, I guess I'm a villain because I because I want people to." Remove the blinders from their eyes. I guess I'm a villain uh, because I want to save people from the, del- from the delusion that they're under. I guess I'm a villain because I wanted to create something to try to help people along the way. Shucks. I guess I'm just a villain. And that's the world that we live in today. That's the satanic inversion that we're under. That's why things are so crazy. That's why people send me messages asking how, do, how how do they... Like one of the questions I got today from, from this week from Instagram Live is, you know, should I seek the truth or should I try to live a normal life? These days, I don't really think that you couldn't seek the truth. The truth is all we have. That's why I tell you, stay vigilant. You can, you can, you can get lost in a delusion. You can, get, you can get lost in the flood. You can get lost in all this crazy stuff. Or you can do the work and try to refine yourself and understand what's actually happening. And with that being said, let's start the show.
1: So, we
0: are still alive, first and foremost. (laughs) Coronavirus didn't get us. We are still alive. Knock on wood, thank God. We're still alive, but it seems like we are in the birth pangs of the days of Revelation. I don't want to say the end times and things like this because it sounds apocalyptic, but we are definitely in the birth pangs of craziness. Now, before we get into the coronavirus, we're going to be talking about, you know, political things. Uh, the New Mexico sheriffs preparing to sue over the gun flag laws, the thousands of migrants that are attempting to enter Greece, as well as the eco-anxiety-ridden children. We've talked about them before. Uh, it's a support group basically for people who have eco anxiety. We'll be getting into all this stuff, the distress of nations and more in this edition. But first I just I just kinda want to start this off by letting everybody know that despite everything that we're doing here, it is important for people to take steps and measures within their own life, uh, so they're so they're not caught slipping. Earlier this week, you know Earlier this week, we did an Instagram Live. And, you know, if you guys really didn't listen to it, you're going to hear nothing but problems and solutions at the same time. The beautiful thing about what we're doing and the the network that we've created is we don't sit here and complain about all the problems. We talk about the solutions. But now that we talk about the solutions, we have to ask, okay, if this is what we're able to digest and what we're able to understand... What is it that we're being hidden from? What, what, what is the true purpose of everything we're experiencing? You see, I digress. Let's, let's start getting into the news. It'll all make sense once we start putting it together. Uh, but first, let's get into the local state where I am, right here in New Mexico. We put this up March 3rd. It's by Sean Walton over there at Activist Post. It says New Mexico sheriff is preparing to sue over red flag law. It says Cibola County, New Mexico, Sheriff Tony Mace says he and other sheriffs from around the state are meeting with attorneys this week as they get ready to file suit over the state's new red flag gun law. Signed last week by Governor Michelle Luann Grisham. During the signing ceremony, Grisham said that the sheriffs who weren't prepared to enforce the new law should resign. But Sheriff Mace and other sheriffs are taking the matter to court instead. Mace said that the sheriffs will be holding meetings with several different attorneys over the next few weeks to discuss litigation strategies before filing suit to block the law from taking effect. Mace believes that the new law infringes on the rights of residents in New Mexico and not just their right to keep and bear arms. He says the law establishes a bizarre, quote, civil search warrant process that violates the 4th amendment and the seizure of firearms of those who have not accused of who have not been accused of a crime much less convicted of one is also a violation of the 5th amendment's taking clause in addition to the constitutional issues at stake there's also the pragmatic argument against red flag laws as sheriff mace points out when someone has been deemed a court been deemed by a court to be a danger to themselves or other, the law gives the individual in question 48 hours to turn over their guns. Seems kind of odd to give a dangerous person two entire days to do dangerous things, does it not? And of course, once the firearms are seized, then the dangerous person is left left to their own devices. Their knives aren't confiscated, neither are their car keys. It's only the guns that are taken under a red flag law. The dangerous person is left behind without any mental health treatment at all. Yeah, a lot of crazy people out here. Continuing on, it says Mace poignantly describes the current crisis in mental health in New Mexico, where he and deputies have to drive a hundred miles in order to get to the nearest inpatient treatment facility. If the in- if the facility has no open beds, individuals in crisis and are often housed in the county jail, instead of in the inst- instead of an in- an institution, where they could actually receive help. That's right. We got crazy people out here. And there's really not like an an effective process with dealing with them, really. Um, The sad part is, is (laughs) I'll put it to you this way. I went home for Christmas, got one of my cars stuck going up the main hill uh, towards up north, I'll just say. Cop buddy uh, realizes I'm stuck there. We start helping out everybody else on the hill get to their destination. I get in his car. Turns out, you know, it's a buddy I go to, I went to high school with. Uh, we just get to start chatting. He tells me that he's working in a local area. Uh, and some of the people that he sees, mainly homeless or junkies or uh, blo- blo- really poverty-stricken people, you know, he says these people aren't really doing bad. The problem is, is we take them in. They get processed and they get put right back out. There's no real way to help like help these people get the help that they need. And so what I'm trying to say is even law enforcement knows that sometimes these laws just further indenture people, further enslave them to a system that's designed to rob them of their rights. And it's very, very sad. But the crazier part about all of this is we're, we're over here politicking about the very ability to defend yourself. And that's what it's supposed to be about, Right? That's what it's what what it's supposed to be about. But these days, people always invert things. But keep that in mind. Out here in New Mexico, as we've reported on it time and time again, uh, the the border crisis, the drug crisis, you know, immigration, all the other crazy crap that goes on here, and they don't want us. We're tied basically right there to Mexico, to be able to defend ourselves. Well. Since we're talking about New Mexico, Mexico, migration, self-defense, and so much more, let's talk about this right here. Turkey opens up floodgates with 10,000 migrants attempting to enter Greece within 24 hours. Greece closes the border and has deployed their military. We put this up March 2nd. It's by Dean Garrison of Sons of Liberty Media. It says almost 10,000 migrants tried to cross into Greece in just one 24-hour period. They return back for now. Whether the rest of Europe appreciates it, whether the rest of Europe appreciates it or not, Greece is now seeking to defend themselves against further Muslim migrant invasion. Turkey has opened the floodgates. And this next part comes from the BBC. It says Prime Minister Mitsotakis announced a suspension in asylum applications on Twitter on Sunday evening and said Greece has invoked an emergency clause of an EU treaty quote to ensure full European support. The borders of Greece are now the external borders of Europe. We will protect them, he wrote, adding that he would be visiting the Evros land border with Turkey with European Council President Charles Michael on Tuesday. Quote, one more, or once more, do not attempt to enter Greece illegally. You will be turned back, he warned. The Greek government said almost 10,000 migrants were were blocked from Greece, from entering into Greece in 24 hours. Some migrants tossed stones, metal bars, and tear gas canisters when stopped at the border. Uh, Greek guards fired tear gas. Front 14 adds that following the military escalation between the Russian-backed Syrian army and the Turkish regime, combined with annou- announcements from Turkey that it would be making good on previous threats to flood Europe with migrants, Greece has completely sealed off its border with Turkey. The Greek government has deployed 50 naval Navy warships to protect the Greek islands and 10 helicopters to guard land borders against foreign invaders sent by the Erdogan regime, German daily tabloid Bild reports. The seemingly drastic moves come after a veiled threat made by the by the spokesperson for Turkey's ruling A K P party, Omar Selik, who earlier alluded to the fact that Turkey's border to Europe could be not could be opened. "Quote: Our refugee policy remains the same, but here we have a a situation we can no longer keep the refugees," Selik said. So think. Of, so think about that. Ten thousand refugees within like a single day flooding your border and then saying you do not have the right to protect yourself you do not have the right here for uh, for for video listeners for video watchers i'll give you guys an example right here millions of refugees moving toward the eu uh, and i'll describe it for our audio listeners what it is, is is drone footage of the scene that i just described to you right there tens of thousands of refugees uh, literally scattered about. I hate to sound like a crazy person, but it looks like ants all just escaping a field uh, with tear gas. Tear, can- tear gas canisters or smoke canisters off in, the, off in the distance. Three or so off in the distance. Here, let's take a listen. Of course, this video has no sound. I'll read the article, it comes from Zero Ahead, they put this up March 3rd, says Turkey has upped the ante in both Idlib, where its military is busy attacking Syrian government forces in a state of open war, and its, state, and its stance towards Europe after late last week, making good on threats to, quote, open the gates for refugees fleeing Syria's war, its war-torn northwest. But European leaders are standing by Greece and Bulgaria is saying that the EU's borders are shut. Already, over 35,000 refugees are reportedly at EU borders under watch of Turkish security, which had been ordered last Friday to, quote, stand down, while thousands try to force their way into Greece and Bulgaria and make the dangerous drip, trip in rubber boats across the Aegean, As we've detailed, there's a sense of chaos and panic at the borders, the Greece, with Greece's military response aggressively trying to keep migrants out. Quote, Millions of mi- millions of refugees will soon be moving towards Turkey's borders, with the EU. And oh my God, it, it, it looks crazy. It literally looks crazy uh, for people, for our audio listeners. I could not imagine uh, border patrol, military, law enforcement, or anybody trying to shut that down. The crazy part is, is it's all organized. It's been all organized from the top. Got government, the United Nations, saying, hey, send these people here. Here's how you do it. Here's the, here's the game plan. Here is the game plan. And didn't we talk about this just last week, too? How Border Patrol is being given respirators to deal with the Chinese migrants that were coming through over here on our southern border? And I just read to you about how New Mexico sheriffs are saying we're not going to enforce gun laws. What is it to where we can't protect our own borders to where this idea of nationalism is just being challenged? Let me finish reading this article. Then then we'll move on. (laughs) Quote, it says hundreds of thousands have crossed. Soon we will reach millions. Erdogan said in a speech. However, the UN has thus far counted around 13,000 to have entered Europe since the first wave began last Friday. Quote, the period of Turkey's unilateral self-sacrifice in relation to the refugees has come to an end, Erdogan said, speaking in Ankara. Quote, since we have opened the borders, the numbers of refugees heading towards Europe has reached hundreds of thousands, he repeatedly urged. Hundreds of thousands. He's repeatedly urged NATO, the EU, and Washington to back Turkey's military intervention against the ongoing Russian-Syrian offensive in Idlib. He's also charged Europe with ignoring pleas for assistance in dealing with over 3 million Syrian refugees said to be on Turkish territory. Erdogan also warned Syria in, mon- in the Monday speech that it must withdraw from Idlib. Quote, to the lions Turkey has de- determined as soon as possible or be left without a head on their shoulders. That's right. They are literally threatening. We have nations threatening other nations, saying if you do not take these people, we will flood them anyway this is crazy we're not able to protect ourselves but we have we have other foreign entities dictating to us what we can do that's crazy we don't even control our own borders and i remember too since we're just since we're just kind of being sanitary you know conscious of stuff these days consumption versus production where are the we're talking migration? These people have to eat. These people have to stay someplace. I guess since because we're talking about locusts, migrants, diseases, climate change, apocalyptic style stuff. What's going to happen to those people? Where are they going to stay? Are they going to be let in? You can't just have like an entire. You can't have thirty-five thousand people just the first wave, the initial wave, you can't just have these people staying outside your <laughs> your country. It's going to be bedlam. It's going to be chaos. Like, uh, it, it just kind of blows my mind. And it's only a matter of time, too, before the spotlight gets shown on the, the migrant waves that are coming here, the migrant caravans that are coming here. Still. And the cultures they're going to bring the resources that are going to be consumed, the socioeconomic reformation that will take place, the paradigm shift, the cultural shift, all of these things. This is the distress of nations. This is globalism. This is what happens when things start falling apart, when we have to start picking up the pieces. But just to, just to stay on that, that, that thought process again, of kind of like the, the, the climate change aspect, right? Let's get into this. Eco-anxiety. All these people that are having to travel from different places, migrating. You know, leaving their places, leaving their estates, moving to different areas. Uh, we've talked about this again, too, how climate change will affect migration, right here let's check this out this is the next article it comes from technocracy news it's by sarah young via the independent they put this up march 3rd says eco anxiety children distressed over climate change says greta Thunberg and her adult handlers are destroying a generation of youth by inducing anxiety sleeplessness and nightmares over climate change likely nobody will ever be held accountable for this form of mass child abuse A growing number of children are being affected by eco-anxiety. Concern about ecological disasters, which is what new research suggests, in order to find out about how children feel about climate change, BBC Newsround conducted a survey of 2,008 to 16-year-olds. The poll showed the young people are feeling frustrated and anxious about the state of the planet, with 80% saying that the problem of climate change was important to them, and more than a third saying it was very important. Nearly 73% added that they were worried about the state of the planet right now, including 32% who said they were very worried when asked about their futures. Almost 3 in 5, which is 58%, said that they were concerned about the impact that climate change will have on their lives, with many admitting these, these worries often come out in unusual ways. I just want to say real quick, Unusual ways. we really should address that real quick their worries come out in unusual ways like kidnapping people's people's animals liberating farms uh, blowing up buildings blowing up research facilities uh, uh, stopping people from fishing taking clothes off of people it manifests in very strange ways they are not wrong but that's because people are not really effectively figuring out how to deal with this. You know what? Here, what I'll do for you guys is I'll play this quick video. We'll travel all the way back to September 17, 2019. This comes from The Blaze. It's uh, from The Blaze. It's by Breck Dumas. It says climate activists are now su- are flocking to support groups to treat their eco-anxiety. I'll put the link for this in the description bar below. But basically what it is, is just that eco-anxiety. People who feel as though they have this sense of impending doom because of climate change. But here's something i tell you we should worry about, and I'll play it after we play this clip for you guys. Locusts making their way into a corona-infested virus China. That's something we should worry about. Climate change, I get that, but locusts, that's a real-world problem. These things, this is induced anxiety, but I digress. Let me play this for you.
2: If I don't think the future is worth anything, then I'm not going to have children. If I think it is worth something, I will have children.
3: We're already seeing coastal city flooding, we're already seeing forest fires, we're already seeing flash floods, we're seeing tornadoes. When big ecological disasters happen around the world, I feel a sense of anxiety, I feel a sense of sadness, and a a sense of loss.
4: So, imagine we go outside. you look up in the sky, and there's a comet there. And you know, you've just been told by scientists that the comet is racing toward the Earth, and it's going to kill everybody and everything in a big fiery storm. And nobody else notices the comet. And you say, hey, look, there's a comet, and it's going to kill
5: all of us. And people just don't seem to care. Climate change anxiety um, as a term is a relatively new term, by no way a new phenomenon. It's an anxiety um, that is about the future, and a trauma that we haven't experienced yet, but that the is going to come our way. Hello, come on in. Hi, I'm
1: Sophie.
5: Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi Kate. We're facing a very existential fear. Um, this is not a fear um, about uh, how... Does my body look or um, am I popular enough? This is a fear about our survival. What is it that makes you anxious? What um, what are the thoughts or what are the the details that when go there, that's where they touch your anxiety? In
3: other parts of the world, they're being more affected by climate change than the cities that we currently live in. That's what I feel like. We're not doing enough. One of the
5: most sort of potent anxieties is the, the fear of uh, people mistreating each other out of panic and fear, and uh, you know, it's it's more maybe how people respond to that. I just keep thinking about. Child, but by myself, um, and I just think about how innocent my
2: like, god, I'm and the memory I have of being a child it is so valuable.
0: It is, be who you were needing when you were younger. I'll put the full link to that clip in the description bar below if you guys want to check out more about income anxiety uh, and how it is a growing phenomenon. I'll definitely put that link in the description bar below if you guys are curious, because it is something uh, that people are really, really getting worked up about. I find it very, very strange. I will not lie to you. Yes, they have legitimate reasons to worry. Uh, and this is something that we covered, that we covered a lot towards uh, the end of last year because it, it was, it was a real thing. But at the same time, this is something that I find myself getting more focused on. These problems, they're not going to slow down. That's the sad truth of the matter. It's not going to slow down. The only thing that I can really say uh, in response to it is we, can, we have to get prepared. We have to start really, really fixing our mindset to embrace, not necessarily like the worst, but, but you know y- y- you know how it works or what they say, uh, hope for the best, pray for the worst. Pray for the worst, hope for the best. However, it works, man, but this is the truth about where we're going. Um This really is the truth about where we're going and and, and, and the writing that is on the wall. But the reason why I wanted to play that on the heels of talking about the migrants in in, in, in uh Turkey making their way into Greece is because this is what's happening right now. This is agenda twenty-one, agenda twenty thirty, agenda twenty fifty. Instead it will set in the stage for agenda twenty fifty destabilizing everything, having all kinds of civil unrest, destabilization, chaos, so that they can come through with the order. I think everybody understands the world that we're in right now is becoming increasingly chaotic, but crying never did anybody any good. Being prepared is the only thing we have. You see, now this is something that really does worry me. This is something that I feel like does require our attention right here. A scourge of biblical proportions. UN leaders sound alarm on East Africa locust crisis and call for global response. This is something that popped up after we got done recording last week's podcast episode on February 28th for The Waking Times. And I wanted to get this on here because this is something that really does worry me. If they're over there eating up crops in Africa, right, destroying any that's real climate change, destroying people's ability to create food, engage in barter and trade and so much more. And then now they're making their way into China where they're already dealing with the coronavirus threat. Who knows what kind of concoction this is going to create? Let me get into this article. Like I said, it's from The Waking Times. They put this up February 28th. It says UN leaders sound alarm on East Africa locust crisis and call for a global response. Says top United Nations relief officials warned Tuesday that millions more in funding is needed to combat East Africa's worst outbreak as desert locusts in decades, arguing that "quote acting now to avert a food crisis is a more humane, effective, and cost-efficient approach than responding to the aftermath of the disaster." The call for international action came in a joint statement from Ku Dongyu, Director General of the Food and Agricultural Organization, uh, Mark Lowcock. UN Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Efforts and Emergency Relief Coordinator, and David Bealsley, Executive Director of the World Food Program. The UN leaders are especially concerned about the impact on East Africa, which they noted is, quote, a region region beset by climate and conflict-related shocks. Millions of people are now already acutely food insecure. Now they face another major hunger threat in the form of desert locusts. The locusts upsurge, Affecting East Africa is, is a graphic and shocking reminder of this region's vulnerability, they said. Quote, this is a scourge of biblical proportions. Yet as ancient as this scourge is, its scale today is unprecedented in modern times. The swarms, at least partly fueled by the climate crisis, have affected Djibouti, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Eritrea Kenya, Ethiopia, Somalia, South Sudan, Tanzania, and Uganda. Beyond the South, beyond the African continent, locusts have also been spotted in Yemen, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, Bahrain, Kuwait, Iran, Pakistan, and India. And I'm going to play for you guys this clip, and then we'll get into more uh, right after it.
4: Well, it's a swarm of enormous proportions. Desert locusts are eating their way across large parts of East Africa, and it's the worst outbreak some countries there have seen in 70 years. Now. Here are some of the countries that are most affected by those locusts. Somalia, Ethiopia, and Kenya are the worst affected and Uganda is bracing for an invasion too. Authorities have advised citizens to stonk up on food as the insects approach the border with Kenya. Now, researchers say they pose an unprecedented threat to food security in some of the world's most vulnerable countries.
3: They eat and destroy everything on their way. One swarm measured 60 kilometers long and 40 kilometers wide. Hundreds of thousands of acres of crops destroyed. People fight back with whatever
4: means they have. Well, it's a swarm
0: of enormous proportion. Crazy. Crazy. So... Over there in the Middle East, you have them literally saying, hey, stock up on food, get secured, get ready. Food shortages are coming. Food shortages are coming. So, whether or not it's the coronavirus, whether or not it's the reaction to the coronavirus, whether or not it's these locusts, you need to get prepared. Whether or not it's climate change, whether or not it's migration, whether or not it's the robots, you need to be prepared. Where we're going, we cannot get caught slipping. And the best way to not get caught slipping is to get prepared. Be aware of all these things, yes, but don't get caught in the shock and awe of what's taking place. Don't get caught slipping. Be aware and prepared. Take the time now. We're, we're, we're not here to sit over here and talk about all these topics forever. That's not what we're here for. What we're here is to start working practical solutions in our life so we can start building that better tomorrow. And guess what? It's going to get a lot a lot worse before it gets better. That's the sad truth. It's not going to be sunshine and rainbows. I'm really telling you. And it's going to take people like me and you, whoever's listening, whoever's sharing this, whoever's watching this, it's going to take people like me and you that have these kind of crazy fringe thoughts that are going to propel, propel humanity and the future to where it needs to go. Not following orders, not waiting for handouts, but being proactive in our existence so that we understand the actual threat. We were put here so that we can help others, not so we can sit here in an echo chamber (laughs) uh, hanging out, you know, in, in some kind of circular, jerky Circular jerky manufacturing, <laughs> I don't, you, you get what I'm saying, some kind of circle jerk fashion. We're not here for that. What we're here for is to get the work done, get the word out, get people prepared, light a fire up underneath people's keisters so they understand what's going on and what's going down. If stuff's hitting the fan. Are we prepared? But here's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to basically be talking about how the coronavirus is hitting us, but guess what? America's underprepared. Half of us think it's a hoax, and we don't even want to do anything about it. We're going to be talking about uh, Australia going into into a state of emergency, Florida going into a state of emergency, Washington going into a state of emergency, Los Angeles going into a state of emergency. We're going to be talking about states in emergency, the coronavirus, and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after
1: this.
5: forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember... It calls to us, calls us back, back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course, not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first, the places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it, the place we've been trying to get back to safe at last, we've found our way home.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back and thank you. You know, the world, the world, I'm just a product of the world. I'm a product of my surroundings. I'm a product of God. I'm a product of the world. You know, earlier this week, er earlier this week, I got up over there on Instagram Live And I got frustrated, as I typically do, because we have so many solutions at our disposal that we sometimes let ignorance guide us. This is dangerous. Ignorance and insecurity, which is two double negatives. That's stupid. That's dangerous. Don't let that kind of crap happen. I got up over here and I talk about how how woke we are. And I've been talking about this for a while now, how woke we are, but how we just don't do jack squat with it. How woke we are, but how we're really not proactive and living, how we see all these problems, yet nobody's working on solutions. Shucks. Half the time, whenever people try to offer solutions to us, what do we do? We think it's a marvelous idea to sweep it up underneath the rug. There, uh, let me cut the crap. What I'm trying to say is we've been watching this thing boil for almost a couple months now, since the, since the start of 2019 or, or 2020. People are saying it's a hoax. You got markets being shut down, uh, China being shut down, cities being shut down, 11 million people being spent on quarantine, people getting snatched up, the Olympics shutting down. <laughs> oh, it's a hoax. See, this is the problem whenever you have created a distrust for institutions, media, government, and more. We are all we have. And so when we start listening to each other in the comments... or or people who who really are trying to downplay things, that's very dangerous. I'm listening to scientists, bio-warfare experts, people in special operations. I'm watching what the doctors are saying. I'm I'm paying attention to people who are actually doing stuff, not people who, who just want me to sit up over here and talk about how the Jews run everything. You get me? I'm paying attention to people who have real credentials, doing real stuff, who think like us, but are doing more with it. (laughs) <laughs> you get me? We're playing catch up. And so when I try to get up over here and compile it for my audience in the way that I do, I realize that I'm working with a specific sect of the population who, does, who, 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 who understands that they're being lied to, but has, has such a uh, such a mental rebellious uh, nature to them that it's created such a distrust that it's breeding paranoia, foolishness, and ignorance. And that's a real thing. We're becoming so woke now that we're becoming passive in our approach towards life instead of realizing that we're supposed to be active in these things I hope that really makes sense. I hope that really really makes sense and so when I go through this stuff until people see sh- see or show me otherwise uh, this is where we're going to have to take the co- take take the show and take the content we're aware of the solutions but at the same time it shows me how underprepared we are we don't we we still don't have the store put together for people to get the, the masks, uh, the, 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 the anti-Wi-Fi EMF shield and clothing, uh, the, 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 the system detoxes. We have all the solutions, but because we are so unorganized, we are we are losing. That is the only reason we are losing this fight with the culture war, the this, this spiritual warfare, and so much more. We're just out-organized, I swear. So I didn't mean to. Definitely did not mean to come in that fired up, up off the break, but I hope you guys understand that I'm doing the best I can sitting up over here after several years of trying to compile this information on a consistent basis, delivering it to you. We need to stop listening to people who do not have your best interest at heart, who do not want to see you succeed, who, who cannot even help themselves succeed, who think succeeding is by putting others down. We need to stay away from these type of people, Okay. They have they, 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 they are not being practical in their approach towards these things. And they're putting people in harm's way. It's not called fear mongering when you're trying to tell people to get prepared. It's not called fear mongering when you're saying, look at how this is affecting other countries. Look at what other countries are doing. Why are we not doing this here? Uh, I'll say this and then I'll start getting into the content. I got a message today, this morning. From somebody over there in Europe. They said hey man. Because they messaged me like back in August. They said hey man. Super, super huge fan of your page. Um, keep up the great work. And they messaged me this morning. They said uh, hey man. I'm reading some of the comments underneath your coronavirus posts. Uh, and I hope you guys. Don't think this is a hoax. Because out here in the EU. We're taking it very serious. Please be safe. I can't tell you. How many foreign messages I have like that? Because there are people within the comments. They could be bots. They could be trolls. They could be agents. They could be reg- regular day people who truly think it's a hoax who are going around trying to scare people, telling them to downplay it. I don't want to do that. I'm taking the, the precautions of saying this is, this is a situation where you would rather need it instead of not have it, instead of have it and not need it. Or, but yeah, let me say that backwards. I'd rather you have it and not need it instead of need it and not have it. And just taking that, that, that simple metaphysical step combined with physical real-world action of getting prepared, of storing food, filtering your water, taking a firearm, getting prepared, going for a hike, understanding that you have to be conscious of your surrounding, doing that that that, that both physical combined with metaphysical action, that is so much better for you than just, just downplaying everything. I cannot stress that enough. Whew. Whew. I don't like being in this position because it sounds like sometimes I have to yell at people to get the point across. Uh, and I get that. Everybody's so hard-headed and stubborn these days. I, I, I guess I'm just coming from a position like, look, I don't care if you do it or don't, but don't come at me for doing what I'm doing. Because if you do, you know, too bad I can't kick you in the face, but you know, I would. Ugh, Jeepers. So let's get into the content. Let's get into what's actually really important. Uh, like I said, so just last week, we went into the break talking about the UN calling for uh, a response to the locusts that are spreading. That took place just last week. Another thing that happened last week as well, going into the weekend, you had the World Health Organization raising the global virus risk to the maximum level. You had a UN Secretary General Tedro Cabrera's Tedro saying, hey, look, this is looking actually pretty serious. Uh, it says the World Health Organization on Friday raised its global risk assessment of the new coronavirus to its highest level after the epidemic spread to sub-Saharan Africa and financial markets slumped. Yeah, the Dow Jones, the Dow went down like a 1,000 points last week.
3: Our epidemiologists have been monitoring these developments continuously. And we have now increased our assessment of the risk of spread and the risk of impact of COVID-19
0: to very high at global level. Uh- at the global level. This says the virus has proliferated around the globe over the past week, emerging on every continent except Antarctica, prompting many governments and businesses to try to stop people from traveling or gathering in crowded places. It has killed more than more than 2,800 people, and affected over 84,000 worldwide, the vast majority in China, since it emerged, apparently, from an animal market in the central city of of Wuhan in late December. Yeah, literally just yesterday, (laughs) they actually destroyed that lab. Yeah, just yesterday, they got rid of it. They said, nope, no evidence here, nothing to see here. I'll I'll go ahead and play that clip for you guys, and then I'll I'll, I'll play another clip uh, of of Australia's prime minister saying, hey, we might have mass vaccinations. Uh, But first, here is the Wuhan seafood market, ground zero for the coronavirus outbreak being demolished. That's right. Got you guys in your white suits, your little hazmat suits right there at ground zero shortly after this video was taken. The Hunan seafood market was destroyed. That's right, a seafood market at the heart of the coronavirus outbreak has been demolished two months after it was closed down, according to journalist Jennifer Zhang. According to a scientific study published in The Lancet, 66% of the patients admitted to the Wuhan hospital, 27 out of the 41 as of January 2nd had been exposed to the Hunan seafood market. And as Tao Zhao of the South China University of Technology notes, the market was just 918 feet from a Wuhan level four biolab conducting experiments on bat coronavirus. That's why they were saying that, uh, <laughs> oh, this came from the seafood market. It came from bats. It didn't come from bats. Lion scumbags. You guys sat up over here and you, you poisoned an entire country. But here, because... There, I swear there is a purpose to me trying to set a stage. If I would just stop getting sidetracked and all this other stuff, there's a purpose behind me jumping back to the past to get caught up to the future, to what's going on right now. Uh, like I said, just last week, you had UN secretary general, Tedro uh, secretary general Tedros, Cabrera declaring the maximum threat level or risk level for, for, for coronavirus, uh, And in that very same week, you had Australia saying that it may implement mass vaccinations and stadium quarantine in future scenarios just to j- just to pay attention to stuff, just so they can get their hands around this. Again, akin to the draconian measures that we saw China take, realize that it was the very same Tedros the one that has now raised the threat level of coronavirus. He praised President Xi Jinping for his efforts on containing the coronavirus and now we have Australia saying that it may do the very same thing. Let's take a listen. That's very Based
3: on the expert medical advice we've received, there is every indication that the world will soon enter a pandemic phase of the coronavirus. And as a result, we've agreed today and initiated uh, the implementation of the uh, Coronavirus uh, Emergency Response Plan. So while the WHO is yet to declare uh, the nature of the, the coronavirus and its moved towards a pandemic phase, uh, we believe that the risk of a global pandemic is very much upon us and as a result, uh, as a government, uh, we need to take the steps necessary to prepare. There is no need for us to be moving towards not having mass gatherings of people you can still go to the football, you can still go to the cricket, you can still go and play with your friends down the street, um, you can go off to the concert, and you can go out for a Chinese meal. You can do all of these things because Australia has acted quickly. Australia has got ahead of this at this point in time. But to stay ahead of it, we need to now elevate our response to this next phase. Mm-hmm. What this does is it now moves to a full preparation phase, uh, for. Uh, all of the supply chains, the medicines, uh, working the national inventories, the national medical stockpile. At this stage, whilst we're actually in containment, we're uh, also in another role, and that is preparation for uh, the possibility of a much more significant event. Thank you very much.
0: Interesting. That's
3: very
0: I Interesting. And I, I, guess I, I guess I just wonder... Uh, You know, what's stopping Trump from stepping out and saying, hey, you guys should just be prepared. Uh, Like I said, the the, the response that he did give us, it was lackluster at best, really did not inspire confidence. And so if anything, to me, that's telling in and of itself, because that lets me know that this may actually be something that 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 will blow up. Uh, And so that was last week. This week. We started off. Hearing that Florida has declared an emergency after two coronavirus cases have been confirmed.
3: And DeSantis has declared a statewide public health emergency because of the
4: coronavirus.
2: I'll be in Tampa and South Florida today to address those growing concerns. WPTV News Channel 5's Honey Rodriguez is the <laughs> in West Palm Beach. And Honey, you say state leaders are trying to be proactive, right? That's exactly right. Ashley Governor DeSantis says he's working with federal partners as well as health professionals really at every level, including right here, the Palm Beach Health Department, Palm Beach County Health Department, rather, uh, just to make sure that they can handle any challenges that, of course, deal with the coronavirus. That he also said that... Florida is well-equipped to address future cases of the coronavirus. Governor DeSantis is also working with Surgeon General Scott and Dr. Scott Rivkes to continue discussing their response plan. Now, when he met with Vice President Mike Pence on Friday right here in West Palm, he also requested local testing kits and additional medical supplies for those that may be held in...
0: Yeah, additional test kits because the CDC actually sent out faulty test kits. Yeah, we we still don't know the confirmed cases. And so while they're getting prepared for this initial first wave, just like Greece is getting ready for the second wave of migrants, uh, just like Florida is getting ready for this initial wave, trying to figure out what's going on with them, they said they're prepared for more cases that are coming. Uh, just this week, Mike Pence met with 3M, the people who are designing these masks, saying, hey... We're going to need you to produce a couple hundred, a thousand of these every month or so, meaning that the numbers that we're being told right now are chunk change compared to what's coming down the line. Let me play for you real quick another incident that happened in Florida this week that confirms to me that even more cases, even more things might be going down that we may or may not hear about right here. Florida National Guard. Chemical, biological, radiological, and defense or nuclear defense response team was spotted in Tallahassee. This is put up by the IntelliHub. It's by Shepard and Bellis. They put this up March third. It says what appears to be a Florida chemical or Florida National Guard chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear defense response team was spotted on Monday, rolling hard through the city in a brisk convoy. Dozens of military and police vehicles were captured on video as they moved to, onward toward their destination, which remains unknown at the time. And for audio listeners, I'll just describe it for you. Uh, this is the reason why we put up the video just last week of military equipment being moved in California, but you have uh, medical vehicles, you have Hummers, you have trucks with cabs, you have trucks with with uh, U-Hauls, with trailers on top of them. Uh, trucks that look like they have full-blown mobile bases, uh, more hum, Hummers, more Hummers, uh, p- and police escorting them, and then another Hummer carrying <laughs> a generator. This is nuts. So right now, as of, as of reading this to you guys right now, it has or 21,103 views. This is nuts. This is the reason why we have shows or why we have pages like ours so we can point this type of stuff out. And so let's just real quick take a detour to get caught up on the current number of cases of the coronavirus, the the tracker that we've been using. Uh, As we went out to the, as of February 28th, last Friday, we had 60 confirmed U.S. cases, 60 confirmed U.S. cases. You had 83,000 total confirmed cases, 28,000 or 2,800 confirmed deaths, uh, Thirty-six thousand recovered. Now, as of today, we have two hundred and six cases. That number has doubled, almost tripled, or uh, almost quadrupled—sixty cases to where we are at now at two hundred and six. We now have 9, uh, 97,000 confirmed cases, three thousand total deaths, fifty-three thousand total recovered. But in the U.S. alone, we have eleven deaths, eight recovered. The majority of them in Washington County. Don't worry. We will get to what's going on there shortly. And if you guys want access to that reader, we actually will put the link for that in the description bar below, uh, so you can get access to it. Keep your eye on it. But let's 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 talk about this. What's going on in Washington? Why are these types of things happening? Right here, six people dead from the coronavirus in Washington. This is as King County has declared their emergency. What is going on? So the numbers are being skewed. The number are being lied to about the numbers. We don't know what's really going on. The test kits that they're sending out are faulty. You know they're 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 increasing the quarantine period. This is an absolute screw a canard. This is a screwball. They dropped the ball, and so now rather than alert the public, they have to gradually start. Taking care of things behind the scenes, saying, Hey, we'll, we'll get this situated over here. Don't you worry. Hey, we're just going to declare an emergency over here. Hey, don't worry. We're just going to quarantine these people here. I didn't point this out as well, but going, and I, and, I, and I talked about this just last week, more than 8,000 people were underneath monitoring because they had the potential of having coronavirus in California. And then over 200 were being monitored in New York. So you tell me, of the 200 confirmed cases that we have, how much larger is that number going to be? How much bigger is this epidemic than we're being told? So here, uh, let me play for you guys this quick clip, and then we'll get into the article. It comes from from the Epoch Times. It's by Jack Phillips. They put this up March 2nd. It says six people dead from coronavirus in Washington State, King County, declares emergency. Oh, okay. Okay. It's it's not playing. We are going to restart that because it's important. We're going to restart that and get that up for you guys. King County has declared an emergency after six people are dead from the coronavirus in Washington State.
3: A second coronavirus death and more local cases. Some schools closed, buses getting cleaned, as thousands of people stock up for a possible quarantine.
6: You can't even find hand wipes anymore. They're not in the stores. They're... Yeah.
7: Yeah, it's a mess. Chaos. Chaos.
3: And now, the very people who protect us face possible exposure. as we test more, uh, we'll likely find more cases. Cairo 7 goes in-depth, separating the fact from fiction in this coronavirus emergency. And we start with breaking news. In the last 40 minutes, public health officials confirmed a second person died from the coronavirus in King County. Washington in a state of emergency as the virus spreads. Right now, there are a total of 10 confirmed cases in King County, including the two people who died. Three cases now in Snohomish County. We have team coverage of the coronavirus emergency. The second coronavirus death.
0: Yep. Some people are actually saying that the coronavirus in its current mutation has been here in America for roughly four months or so. Yeah, that it's actually been here a lot longer. And that's a reason why they're also not trying to not trying to upplay it because it's been here a lot longer and it should have caused a lot more damage. But it hasn't. We're not really sure. Uh, Just to stay on the tip of talking about Washington. So people are informed. uh, It says right here, 27 Washington state firefighters are under quarantine for potential coronavirus exposure. It goes on to say that uh, Washington state is buying a motel to isolate the coronavirus patients. So unlike China, where they built that hospital in eight days to handle the overload of people that were there, uh, we are just buying hotels to monitor people and converting them. Yeah. That's what I mean by how crazy this epidemic is. You know, and, and, and again, another thing we have to keep in mind is that it is the flu season. You may hear it in my voice. I'm a little raspy. Does this mean that I have coronavirus? How do we know if these are crappy test kits and faulty test kits? It shows the same symptoms. And what's even worse is if you get over this, you get over the cold, you ha- or you get over the coronavirus, you have the ability to, kick to where again to where it's even more lethal. So this is, this is a chimera of a beast of a disease. This is a monster. This is something we all don't know. So I feel like by downplaying it and saying it's a hoax, that's very dangerous. What's even worse is not taking proactive steps in your own life to, to, to change your your lifestyle, change certain behaviors, don't go out so as much, uh, be a little bit more sanitary, pick up you know, some, some better hygiene tips. By downplaying it as a hoax, you're actually harming not only yourself, but others in the process. Uh, so getting back into the news, so we can still stay on topic here, uh, right here. Los Angeles officials declare emergency, confirm that there is a new coronavirus case. And just before I play this video for you guys, realize that when we went into the weekend, there was a confirmed mysterious new case that took place in California where it came from like an unknown person. It came from like an unknown vector. So now, so we're not only talking about community-based transmission, human-to-human transmission. But we're also talking about this disease mutating and showing up in different ways. We've got to get our hands and our minds wrapped around this. This is why I'm trying to figure out the easiest way to talk about this. Uh, But I digress. Let me play for you guys this clip. We won't play the entirety of it, but we'll play a little bit of it. Let's, let's, Let's get into this.
6: Breaking news tonight of a different sort. A new case of coronavirus confirmed in Southern California. CBS News' Jeff Vaughn
3: live in the newsroom with the latest developments on that. Jeff. Yeah. yeah, Kaiser in West L.A. is overseeing care of the patient who is at home in self-isolation right now. A few details are being released at this time, but they did give us this statement tonight, which reads in part, we are in touch with that person and monitoring the patient. We're also focused on delivering excellent care while ensuring the protection of our members. Physicians and staff.
6: We asked you all here this morning for a very important announcement about Los Angeles County's response to the novel coronavirus, the proclamation of a local emergency, and the Department of Public Health's declaration of a local health emergency. Since we scheduled this announcement, our Department of Public Health has determined that there are additional new cases in Los Angeles County, which our Director of Public Health will detail in a moment. First, I want to inform the public that as the chair of the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors, I have just signed a proclamation declaring the existence of a local emergency. I want to reiterate that this is not a response rooted in panic. We have been preparing with our local, state, and federal partners for the likelihood of this scenario. This declaration of a local emergency will facilitate our efforts to coordinate with all our partners and jointly implement effective strategies to protect our residents.
7: It is one of those days that um, we knew perhaps this was coming, but LA County's prepared. And I really do want to uh, give a shout out to our Department of Public Health, our director, and her staff, as well as our partnership with the city of Los Angeles, as well as our partners at the federal level of government. This isn't something totally new to us, but I would say to you that we have been working our staff behind the scenes to understand and be prepared for what is to come. And it's not uh, with a light heart, it's really more of a, a steady and, how can I say, a forward thinking of how we can better prepare our 10 million residents. In the last 48 hours below, the LA County Department of Public Health has confirmed six new cases of the novel coronavirus in our community. To ensure that the county is further prepared, these two declarations of emergency will allow us to further draw down resources from both the federal and state levels of government. We need every tool at our disposal to make sure we're ready to support any coronavirus patients who are diagnosed and to prevent any further spread. There's been too much misinformation spreading around and as we expected, it's cultivating fears and is leading to racial profiling. We must God, also Jesus. ensure we take preventive measures My to gosh. help prevent the spread
0: of the virus. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just cut it off there. Racial profiling of Chinese people because they may or may not have the coronavirus. Yeah. Okay. Well, you 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 get what's going on. People are freaked out. That's the only reason something like this would happen is because people are freaked out. Um, for our, for, I'll put the link for that in the description bar below in case you guys are curious because uh, there is more that is said with the actual uh, Los Angeles County leaders. But I think people should really know that this is something that they should prepare for pure, plain and simple. Um, You know, one of the reasons, one of the things I'm worried about with California in and of itself, Los Angeles, I'm not sure if that's it specifically, but you know, the, the, the homelessness crisis, the feces, the drugs, all that stuff, the homeless would be the perfect vector points or the perfect incubators for this stuff to get, for, 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 it, for it to get worse. So it really is an epidemic when you start breaking it down. Uh, we've talked about people violating self quarantine, people violating the quarantine orders. Like really think about, think about how, think about how ba- how good crime, how bad, how good bad crime is on a good day. Think about how bad crime is going to get on a bad day. Think about how it's going to be when people can't get food, when they can't get McDonald's, when they can't get uh, Wendy's, when they can't get Chick-fil-A, when they can't get Percocets, when they can't get coffee, when they can't get this stuff because they got to be in quarantine. They're going to say, screw quarantine. Think about the civil unrest that's like just just around the corner. No, school's getting closed. Think about the economic disruption that is just gradually building in the background that we're really not being told to worry about that we're not being told to talk about, that we're being told to ignore. We're being told, oh, don't worry about this. You're just a crazy conspiracy theorist. Don't talk about it at all. Don't worry about it. Well, let me tell you something that does worry me. Right here. FEMA, DOD, prepare for an emergency as the World Health Organization has raised, raises the COVID-19 mortality rate to 3.4%. This is by Aaron Kessel. They reposted it over there at the Minds and Leash. They put this up March 4th. It says the U.S. Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, and the Department of Defense are, are preparing for a possible coronavirus pandemic response. For the past six weeks, defense leaders have been meeting to plan for any possible scenario with the virus that first surfaced in China. Quote, We've issued a variety of memoranda and directives advising the force on how to deal with the coronavirus, Defense Secretary Defense Secretary Dr. Mark T. Esper said in a DoD press release. Esper emphasized that the commanders at the at all levels have the authority and guidance they need to operate. US Northern Command remains the global in- integrator for all DoD efforts and entities, Esper said. Quote, "My number one priority remains to protect our forces and their families." Second is to safeguard our mission capabilities. And third is is to support the interagency whole of government approach. We will continue to take all necessary precautions to ensure that our people are safe and able to continue their very important mission. Commanders are taking all necessary precautions because the virus is unique to every situation and every location. Quote, we're relying on them to make good judgments. Meanwhile, FEMA is also making preparations amid the possibility that President Donald Trump makes an emergency declaration to bring in extra funds and personnel to assist the administration's coronavirus response, NBC reported. I, I just want to say this real quick, too. I didn't get around to post it, but Trump donated his salary. Uh, he donated some of his salary to the coronavirus funds to make people aware of what was actually going on because this is actually growing into a bit of an epidemic. And I think the World Bank, yeah, that's right. The World Bank is providing $12 billion in immediate support for countries coping with the health and economic impacts of the COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, you also have the feds slashing rates because of the coronavirus outbreak. So again, these are all anecdotal peripheral things that are taking place that allude to me that the coronavirus is actually real. So whether or not it's an outbreak of deadly proportions, you know, into the world type of stuff, whether or not that's real, it, that can be up for debate. What I'm trying to talk about again is the socioeconomic and the sociopolitical ramifications and implications of this, how this is affecting everything you see. And we'll get into Donald Trump's, uh, 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 uh surgeon general saying, stop buying masks. We'll get into that. We'll get into all the other crazy things that are happening, but I just think people need to pay attention to the writing on the wall and the signs of the time. But let me get back into this article. It says, it says, according to NBC, documents show that the agency is actively planning to provide disaster relief funding to state and local governments as well as federal assistance. Quote, to me, this is another indication that the president and the White House are finally aware of the gravity of the situation, said Michael Cohen, who was, who was FEMA chief of staff during the Obama administration. Quote, they need to consider all tools available to them and have contingencies for action. The world health organization has also recently upgraded the death rate of the virus starting uh, uh, stating it is now 3.4% an increase from the previous two point, from the, from the previous two percent. I also want to say this too, uh, because we're talking about quarantine, self quarantine, isolation, medical martial law, FEMA camps, all this other crazy stuff i I'll I'll, I'll I'll put the link for this in the description bar on the later they can come snatch you up and that's what I tried to talk about earlier this week on Instagram live They can come snatch you up either you report yourself or someone reports you they can come snatch you up There's an article on our on our page a post where it talks about what can government do when trying to force people into quarantine. We saw China kidnapping people and putting bars over their doors to make sure they don't leave. But what happens when that comes here? If you guys have questions, it's like a 10-slide thing. I'll put the link for it in the description bar below so you can check it out. But they can come detain you. This is why they have to start the states of emergency, where they have to put us into like a state of emergency to override your rights. That's why martial law is just that as well. Once that happens, you have no more rights. You have to follow orders or get shot. (laughs) That's the only choice you have. You see? But here, let me get in this article and I'll finish up. It says, uh, globally, quote, globally, about 3.4 of the reported COVID-19 cases have died, who Director General Tedros Cabrera said during a press briefing at the agency's headquarters in Geneva. In comparison, seasonal flu generally kills as fewer than 1% of those infected, he said. The Mind Unleashed sifted through over 100 articles to bring you all six breaking news headlines that you need to know about the current outbreak. You guys can figure out, figure that out there. They also came up with a uh, survival guide, unless you're cu- if you're curious. But the reason we're talking about all of this, uh, the breakdown of civilization, the death rate, the infection rate, how crazy things are, is because people really need to know. There are reports coming from some people in the Pentagon saying that approximately 3 million people could die from this. And that's because, again, we're underprepared, we're overwhelmed, and we don't know. Just before coming onto to the air, we're finally talking about how the global shortages of drugs, how that is even more dangerous, and how we are drug-dependent upon China. This is crazy. But here, let me get back into the news so we can finish breaking down what happened this week. Uh, I think this is something that sent shockwaves throughout the community. An e, a New York City ER doctor, Dr. Matt McCarthy, an ER doctor says, I have to plead for tests. I have to plead for tests. He's, going, he's, he's, he's saying it right now. There's going to be thousands of U.S. cases by next week. Thousands. He already knows. Because what the, the, the process that we have right now, it cannot diagnose it. The symptoms don't show up uh, early enough. We don't know how many people have the cases. The numbers that we have now, we're being lied to. It's crazy. So we're finally starting to wrap our heads around the concept of the coronavirus being here in America. And guess what? We're underprepared.
3: Discovered in 1927, became commercially available in 1944. Uh, We've had a long and successful history of diagnostics and therapeutics. And we're
6: better and better. Now we can sequence this thing instantaneously almost. We can do it in an automated way. Why shouldn't we be hopeful that we can come up with a therapeutic quickly?
3: Let me tell you the problem right now. Before I came here this morning, I was in the emergency room seeing patients. I still do not have a rapid diagnostic test available to
6: me. Well, that's easy to do, is it not? Is it hard to manufacture? It is, it
3: is easy to do for some
4: countries. What happened in the United States is that the CDC created a test, up a sent a test out to 50 states, and then said, oh, hold up, don't use it, let us fix okay. it. How quick It's, it's now March. Now, man. We
3: hear that it's coming soon but i'm here to tell you right now at one of the business hospitals in the country i don't have it at my fingertips i still have to call the department of health i still have to make my case
4: plead to test people this is not good we know that there are 88 cases in the united
3: states that were discovered in 1927
0: not good two days ago he said there were 88 cases we are currently at 206 right now as i've like, talked to you they think about how fast this is growing He's like, I don't have the tests. I got to call them up and plead my case and say, please, dear God, send me these tests. Oh, my God. He's like, I was in the ER room before coming up over here to come talk with you crazy people about how I don't have the tests. Let me get into this. We put this up March 2nd from Zero Hedge. It's by Tyler Durden. It says Dr. Matt McCarthy, an infectious disease physician at a New York emergency room and author of the bestselling book, quote, Superbugs," unleashed a storm of man-on-the-ground doom speak about the COVID-19 virus spread across the U.S. this morning on CNBC. Quote, before I came here this morning, I was in the immersion, emergency room seeing patients, he said on CNBC's Squawk Box. Quote, I still do not have a rapid diagnostic diagnostic test available to me. Alongside former FDA Commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb, McCarthy pointed to problems identified... With the, center for, with the CDC's diagnostic test for the virus. The CDC sent test kits earlier in the outbreak to public health labs around the country, but those test kits were problematic and potentially inaccurate, CDC officials have since said. McCarthy, a staff physician at New York Presbyterian Hospital, says he still does not have access to test kits. Quote, I'm here to tell you right now at the, one of the busiest hospitals in the country, I do not have at my fingertips, he said. I still have to make my case, plead to test people. This is not good. We know that there are 88 cases in the United States. There are going to be hundreds by the middle of the week. There are going to be thousands by next week. And this is a testing issue. In contrast to McCarthy's, quote, in the field analysis, TV doctor Drew Pinsky claims, quote, it's overblown press-created hysteria. As Summit News' Steve Watson notes, uh, David Drew Pinsky otherwise known as Dr. Drew, has slammed the media for overhyping the coronavirus, leading people around the world to, to panic by provisions and medical supplies. Speaking with the Daily Beast Live, Dr. Drew said, quote, Let me frame it this way. We have in the United States 24 million cases of flu-like illnesses, 180,000 hospitalizations, 16,000 dead from the influenza. Why is that not being reported? Why, is that, why isn't the message, get your flu shot, he added. In a previous appearance on the show, Dr. Drew urged that, quote, we are not overreacting. The press is overreacting, and it makes me furious. The press should not be reporting medical stories as they know how to report it. He continued, I'm just going to go ahead and say this is that the, the coronavirus is not the flu. The coronavirus is not the flu. We know the, we know the history of the flu. They have been trying to tackle the flu forever. This is man-made. This is brand new. We don't have a history of this. We are (laughs) the history. This is an evolving case. We don't know what's going on with this. So acting like we do is very dangerous and stupid. We don't know. This doesn't have like a history. That's why Bill Gates is saying this might be the 100-year plague that hits us every so often. That's dangerous. So, so so, let me get this straight, because I'm going to play for you guys a real quick clip after this. It's a, it's a Donald Trump saying that we're going to get those vaccines together for you guys. I'll, I'll play that for you right after this. So let me get this straight. We aren't even able to properly diagnose this, and we're rushing to get vaccines. That, to me, is very dangerous. We're talking about I am legend here. For people who don't know what that is, it's, Will, it's a movie with Will Smith in it where basically it picks up after there's been a massive die off of life because they found like a cancer vaccine and they injected too many people with it and it mutated and killed people. That's what we're talking about right here. These people creating a coronavirus vaccine within a couple, essentially within a couple weeks, you could say a couple months, a couple weeks, then they think they already have a vaccine. That's very dangerous. You can't rush these things because we don't know this thing. I talked about that last week, how we're in like the the second or third uh, mutation of this virus. And people are already trying to treat it. That's very dangerous. But here, let me get into some of this news right here. It says, uh, we put this up March 2nd it's from the Epoch Times. It's by Zachary Schreiber It says Trump asks pharmaceutical companies to accelerate the coronavirus vaccine development. It says President Trump on Monday asked pharmaceutical companies to accelerate the uh, development of vaccines for the new coronavirus trump speaking in washington will meet with executives from the companies later on monday at the white house along with members of his coronavirus task force the discussion will center around a vaccine or a cure for the new virus which is caused which causes a disease called covid 19 23 new cases were reported in the united states over the weekend including the first two deaths from the new virus Quote, we've asked them to accelerate whatever they're doing in terms of a vaccine, Trump told reporters in the Oval Office. The meeting was pre-scheduled and originally intended to be about drug prices, the president said. His administration, he said, had, had brought drug prices down for the first time in 51 years. Trump and other top officials told Americans on Saturday that the risk to the American public from the new virus remains low. Quote, the American public needs to go on with their normal lives. Dr. Robert Redfield, director of the CDC, said, quote, healthy individuals are likely to recover. Trump said, you know, I just I really can't help. I I really understand trying to reassure the public that this isn't something to worry about. But just like the Australian prime minister came out and said, hey, go about your business. Go go watch the cricket and go watch the football. You can still get Chinese food. You can still go. You can still go out there. The, the response that we're getting from Trump, I feel like it's, such, it's so lackluster that it doesn't boost the confidence that he's seeking. You see, he's trying to reassure the public, but his half-assed response to it, all it really does is really tell the public, we shouldn't trust this guy. Whoever's telling Trump to do what he's doing, he's being lied to. And that's only sparking even more fears in the public. But here, hear from the man himself. Hear Trump asking pharmaceutical companies to accelerate the coronavirus vaccine. Uh,
3: Just coming off the session highs, here's the president a few moments ago. We have to combine all the elements that we have. Obviously, precision spraying, but also the record heights that we reached in 2019 on manual eradication, and also dismantling the drug cartels. So we have to work on all the elements, and we have to be very strong against that crime. That crime is hurting our people, the hurting people everywhere, and we need to work jointly in that effort as we have been doing so far.
1: What steps
3: to Venezuela? What's next step for we're talking about Venezuela. One of the things we're talking about is Venezuela, a big subject for us. And uh, they're treating the people of Venezuela unbelievably badly. They don't have water. They don't have food. They don't have anything. And uh, we are talking about that. That's okay. a big. That's a big topic of discussion yesterday, Mr. President, if I, if I may add something to that, it's, it's very important that we are stronger on sanctions against the dictatorship in Venezuela. Venezuela is running out of vaccines. They have destroyed all the healthcare system. So we have to, in this year, work together, jointly, so there's a political and democratic transition that is affected in Venezuela. What
6: do you want to from about
3: the vaccine? Well, we're talking, you know, this meeting was set up before. And that was about drug pricing. This meeting was set up a long time ago with the pharmaceutical companies. And that meeting was about drug pricing because uh, we brought the numbers down last year. First time in 51 years that the uh, drug prices prescription have come down. And I have a meeting scheduled on drug prices. But now we're going to make another subject. And that will be probably the first subject and that is to do with the vaccine. How are they doing? Is it possible to accelerate the of the vaccine? That's what we're going to find out. We'll know that. Well, we've asked them to accelerate whatever they're doing in terms of the vaccine. Absolutely. Mr.
7: President, is it safe or appropriate to be holding rallies
0: during a public health
3: crisis like this? Well, these were set up a long time ago, and others are. I mean, you can ask that to the Democrats because they're having a lot of rallies.
0: See, that right there. I just had to pause it. That's that type of shit I don't like. Answer the question directly. You need to reassure the public. Don't, don't, don't pivot it to the Democrats. Nobody cares about that. Is it safe to be holding these types of rallies in the public right now? How do you reassure the public? So, I'm sorry. Let him, let him answer the question. Mr. President, is it safe to be holding these rallies and stuff right now?
3: Absolutely. Mr. President, is it
7: safe or appropriate to be holding rallies during a public health crisis like this?
3: These were set up a long time ago, and others are. I mean, you could ask that to the Democrats, because they're having a lot of rallies. They're all having rallies. That's what they're doing. They're campaigning. But
5: do you think it's safe? Are you worried at all? I think it's
3: very safe, Well, so, do you do you think that the uh, inter Afghan talks are going to actually start? On the, uh, do you think that the inter Afghan talks are really going to start as planned? I want to find out, but uh, we're getting out. We want to get out. We had good meetings with the Taliban, and uh,
0: I got to cut it short. We
3: are going to be leaving, and we're going to be bringing our soldiers back home. We've been there for almost 20 years.
0: I'll believe it when I see it. I hate to sound like a jerk. But I'll believe it when I see it. I would love for our troops to come home. I would love for them to be actually doing something other than inspiring fear and delivering democracy in the form of bombs. I would love for that. But right now, we've got some crazy stuff going on in our country to where people aren't thinking straight. So to kind of rapido and hurry up things a bit, uh, because this, this, this segment, gosh, there's so much stuff going on with the coronavirus. It, it, it really does blow my mind. I mean, like, good lord, this right here, I could spend hours on this right here. Trump's surgeon general hypocr- hypocritically tells Americans to, quote, stop buying face masks because they're, quote, not effective while complaining that healthcare providers can't get them. So he's like, he's, he's telling us to stop buying health masks. They're not effective. They're, they're, they need to be for healthcare providers or healthcare workers. It's like, so what are you trying to say? They don't work or you don't want us to have them? You see, that level of like double think doesn't work right there. They're trying to say stop getting masks. We need we need them so that we can take care of you. The level of de, the, the, the ongoing level right now of, de, of, of government incompetence is at an all-time high. And so that's why throughout this entire crisis, all I can keep reminding people to do is take care of yourself. When these people from the government say... Hello, I'm from the government. I'm here to help you realize that they have they don't know what they're doing. You don't trust, don't trust these people. Really, really think for yourself. I'm gonna put an entire I don't know like maybe four or five, six different links in the article description below of this episode of just different effective protocols and measures that you can take in your own life from creating your own hand sanitizer uh, to creating like uh, uh, natural protection systems protocols, different things that you can do to build your immune system. Uh, to, to get your hygiene back up. I'm going to put all those links in the description bar below so you can understand. You have the, you have the solutions. You just got to go out there and get them. But what's, what, what we really do need to look at is, again, the socioeconomic and sociopolitical implications of this. And right now, because of everything that's going on, the misinformation, the information saturation, the confusion, the hype, the hysteria, we don't know. That's why the best thing I can do is tell you, get prepared. It may not be this virus. It may be what comes after it that we need to be prepared for. But if we keep continually approaching things as if they are a hoax and not practicing uh, effective preparedness in our own life, well, guess what? We're setting ourselves up for failure. We truly are. It it blows my mind. I'll get into this, and then I'll, I'll start closing this segment out. Uh, I want to play for you guys a quick video where they're talking again about the drug shortages that are happening and how that's going to start affecting people. How, how people not having ready access to these drugs really will affect them. Uh, let me see if I, I get this up for you right here. It says FDA reports first drug shortage over the coronavirus outbreak. We will do everything possible
3: on prescription drugs from part that are made in China be concerned?
4: Uh, Consumers should not be concerned about the safety of the drugs that are in their medicine cabinet or they're getting from doctors and hospitals or the effectiveness of the drugs. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about shortages. I'm talking about the inability of them to actually
6: manufacture
4: the drugs so that you can buy them. I I think that if the situation goes on um, for many, many months, I think uh, the shortage issue is a very real one. Um, and it could affect do. lots of different drugs. I do. The, uh, yeah, how, can you give us some sense as to how significant it is or how much we should rely on China for either different parts of the, uh, of the components of drugs and or the entire manufacturing of them? Sure. Basically, drugs are made of active pharmaceutical ingredients and what are called excipients. Active pharmaceutical ingredients are the parts of the drugs that, you know, to put it simply, cure the diseases. Um, China is a leading supplier of active pharmaceutical ingredients for a lot of drugs um, in the United States. They also make what are called finished dosage formula the final drug um, itself for different types of drugs. So the the problem is that as production is shut down in China, it can affect the supply chain across, really across the world, and affect the supply of drugs in the US. And the thing about drugs that's different, um, they're different from other products, are that you can't switch a supply chain quickly with drugs. Um, Drugs are highly regulated, just so as an example. If you're getting your active pharmaceutical ingredients from China, it's hard to just snap your fingers and get them from another country because the place that makes the active pharmaceutical ingredients has to be a place that FDA believes can do it um, effectively and in a way that promotes drug safety. It's um, So it's, it's a more difficult situation. Another issue to keep in mind as this goes on longer. Drugs that are imported into the U.S. basically come from a few places. They come from China, they come from India, and they come from Western Europe, and a little bit from Japan and Australia and some from Canada as well. If this situation and the virus spreads in a large way to India and Western Europe in addition to China, then the risk of shortages... Just magnifies significantly.
7: How much inventory do these drug makers hold before
4: we actually get to starting about th- Start talking about things like shortages.
1: It varies, it
4: varies a lot by drug, so it's hard to give not general a lot. answer. Um, and, uh, and not a the lot. Types of drug-
0: it's very rare that you're going to find these people having extra drugs uh stored away because they're going to have they have to have some basically to operate, some to sell. And then very little that they're actually going to keep over. If you guys want to get uh, access or finish watching that full clip, I'll put the link for that in the description bar below. Uh, But you're gradually getting the point. China, the people who manufacture our drugs, may not be able to even send us the drugs to take care of ourselves. That's a very real thing that you don't hear a lot of people talking about. And check this out. We put this up just before coming onto the air. It's from Zero Hedge. They put this up March 5th. It says China hints at blackmail over pharmaceutical exports would, quote, plunge U.S. into a mighty sea of coronavirus. Since China's CCP media mouthpiece Xinhua News has published a new article titled, quote, Be Bold, The World owes China a Thank You. In it, the author suggests that the coronavirus outbreak is much worse in the United States than authorities are letting on, while noting that President Trump... (laughs) <laughs> President, Trump, President Trump praised China's measures, measures to control the outbreak during a recent press conference. Chen also points out that the U.S. stock market, quote, has plummeted continuously with a drop of more than 12% in just one week. The article then suggests that the travel ban imposed on China, including uh, the restriction of people who have visited China, was, quote, unkind and has had great economic impact on the country. U.S. government officials such as Secretary of Commerce Rose, U.S. Secretary of State Pompeo, and U.S. White House Economic Advisor Navarro have publicly gloated over China's new crown, new crown pneumonia epidemic, saying that the outbreak of the new crown pneumonia epidemic in China is good for the United States and will help companies return to the United States. It has also called on companies around the world to consider the risk of, Of China's supply chain. Even the infamous Wall Street Journal published an infamous article, quote, China is a China is real patient in Asia. And the New York Times in the United States also published a document condemning the closure of Wuhan in China as a violation of human rights. The American culture of falling rocks is shame is really shameless. Today, Feng Shui takes is taking turns and the United States has become a victim of the new Corona pneumonia epidemic. At this time, China has fallen into rocks and not condemned the United States. At this time, the United States should recognize its mistakes. Apologize to China for your actions. This was something that came out of China. It was translated. It came from that, from, came from that news line, from Xinhua News. It says the punchline, if China retaliates against the United States at this time, including a travel ban or a strategic restriction over medical exports, America would, quote, be plunged into a mighty sea. Of coronavirus these people are literally trying to hold the country hostage, literally trying to hold the country hostage say oh my my God, my God you know there's so many different angles with this guys that I'm just gonna go ahead and have to shut it down you know just 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 shut it down. I wanted to talk to you about you know again those solutions that I had for you uh, does CBD, hold the key to antibiotic resistance. You know, can people take CBD as a form of antibiotics? You know, I wanted to talk about three intravenous vitamin C research studies approved for treating the COVID-19 disease, coronavirus holistic medicine protocols, uh, as well as a daughter claiming that her family was saved from the COVID-19 disease by vitamin C. What I'm going to do is put all those links and more in the description bar so you guys can check it out or download the show notes of the episode and then you guys can get access to all these things. But what I'm going to for sure do is put at least three to four, possibly five different links to posts and or studies that offer different cures because this is something that you can recover from. This is something physically and biologically you can recover from. But as I'm trying to get you guys to understand, socio and politically, socio and economically, will we recover from this? There are even theories that are saying this is a digitized DNA based virus that we are being targeted through 5G and more. We're still trying to wrap our head around this, but all I can do right now is provide you guys with the solutions we have. Get storable goods through My Patriot Supply. Get you some C B D oil through uh New Leaf Naturals. Get you some shila jit, get you some vitamin C, get you some zinc some zinc, some selenium, some magnesium, some vitamin D three, get you some elderberry extract, get you everything you need. Get yourself a water uh, a, a a uh a air diffuser, fill it with a little bit of hydrogen peroxide and a dash of iodine. Get yourself prepared. Because what we're seeing right now is is is, is, is the birth pain, the creation of something new. I'm going to put all those links for you to protect yourself in the description bar below, as well as those other news reports if you guys want to be aware. People in California, watch out. The coronavirus is here, and I think people really need to start wrapping their minds around this. So let's go ahead and get this up for you guys so we can talk about it right now. Uh, as we speak, there are currently 206 confirmed coronavirus cases in America. As I said before, that number has almost quadrupled since, it's, it's tripled, it's almost quadrupled since Friday. Where will we be by next week? Ladies and gentlemen, all I can really tell you is be prepared and get ready. But Here's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about fast-tracking the technocracy, uh, the New York, New York City fast-tracking 5G Elon Musk's plan to save humanity from uh, artificial intelligence and as well as neuroplasticity. We're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2013, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Speaking and truth. Freedom Faction Out. And we're back. That's right. You know, I uh, I think I, I I trip out because this is a big responsibility, big honor, big 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 honor being here in front of you, amazing people, doing this. Um, it's a huge honor, really doing this, being here. And I kind of I kind of I kind of lose my mind. It's the easiest way to say it. I lose my noodle trying to wrap my mind around all this stuff. Some of this stuff, like the show is just a weird Frankenstein of like my personal life, politics, conspiracy, thoughts, news, analysis, just like guest appearances. It just, it, it, this show is such a Frankenstein that I'm just like oh, uh, uh, like over here trying to do the best I can that yeah, it, it trips me out that we're even still here. You know, just before coming on to the 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 air, I had to like take a few articles down on the main website. You know, and I'm just looking at stuff from 2017, 2018 uh, about vaccines. You know, no jab, no pay in Australia. Um, you know, the, the the indoctrination that's going on there, chemicals turning people into boys and girls. I'm like, my God, this the stuff that we talk about over here is so nuts. And I think it. it I think I kind of I get awestruck. Because I'm just trying to make it sound normal. I'm not crazy. The news is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I might be a kind of you know, kind of far out there, kind of wild, bro. But you know, the the world is becoming increasingly crazy. We're just trying to make sense of it. You know, I was uh, <laughs> I took a week off from going to the gym because I was sick, and then I, I I went back, and everybody's like, "Oh, where you been, big country?" You know, I was like, oh, I'm still fighting the cold. I'm trying to get back into a routine. You know, I don't have my pre-workout. Boo-hoo, me, feel bad for me. Um, you know, <laughs> and they didn't. They didn't feel bad. They just talked their smack like good friends and good old folk do. Talk smack, tell me get back to work. Um, and I talked to one of the guys at the gym. And, you know, these are two old dudes. One of them's very well-established, uh, ex-Special Forces dude. He's just chilling. He's over here talking with another guy about just comedians. I'm like, oh, because, you know, every time I talk with this ex-Special Forces guy, it's, a, it's about, they're about, like, New World Order stuff, the economy, politics, and other crazy stuff. But he's over here chit-chatting with this guy about comedians. And so I, I, I walk by, and he's just like, yo, where you been, big country? I was like, oh, what's going on? Like, I've, I've been sick, fighting the cold. You know, did you, see, did you see the Dow Jones? Did you see that that dropped? And so the guy that he's talking to comedians with looks at me like I'm some kind of weirdo. 28-year-old random black kid talking about, you know, the stock market dropping. They're over here talking about comedians. I like Bill Burr, you know. <laughs> Bill Burr is very funny. And Sam Tripoli, if you're listening, some of your uh, your your work is pretty funny, too. Um, but they're talking about comedians, and, you know, the guy pulls me aside. He's just like, yeah, you know, I'm just talking with this guy because... I, you know, no nobody my age really cares about what's going on, about the coronavirus, about the, vi- about, uh, the virus, about the Dow, about storable foods, about uh, the communist invasion. So you know, only thing I really I can really talk to people about is nothing. You know, jokes, comedians, and things like this. And so I was like, well, man, you know, I'd love to sit here and talk with you. Um, I think it was like on a Tuesday because I had an Instagram live to do and that we were going to have a guest on. So I had to hurry up and get out of there before 12. And so I was like, I'd love to talk to you more about all this stuff, but I got to, uh, I got to bang out the rest that I have to over on the, the bench press and I got to hit the, uh, hit the door. And so I said that story to say this, there are people older than me doing all doing, doing more than me. And at the same time doing nothing, And I think it's crazy that we've sat up over here, and as crazy as everything we talk about is, we have at least some understanding of how the way the world works uh, in our few short years of doing this because we have our finger on the pulse. That's why this stuff is crazy. When I'm breaking down this analysis and looking at this information in the way that I am, I can assure you that no one else is. I can assure you that no one else is. It is very strange being in this position. It really is. it it, it truly is being strange here trying to figure out how to do all this and put it together. You know, there was an, there's just so many synchronicities and strange things that happen throughout the week. And my life these days to confirm that this is the work that I need to do, uh, that I just need to shut up and get back to it. And so I say that to say this guys, don't ever let other people or society dictate to you who you are. You're always going to have people purposely confused and deluded Trying to have you join them in, in their delusion. And you have the utmost right, too. You can if you want. But realize it's you that's give, that gives them the power over you. It's you that gives them that control and superiority over yourself. Don't be a fool. Don't be ignorant. Don't put your head in the sand. You know, get, get sun bleached. Get a tan. Get some, get, get, some, get some color on you. You know? Stare into the sun. Don't, it's like they say, I'll say this and I'll stop being ridiculous. It's like they say, when you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back into you. Well, stare at God so that God can work through you. Because these days that we're entering into, I'm telling you, there's a great falling away, a great spiritual delusion that people are under. And I'm trying my hardest to make sure that whatever I'm doing, I don't further people in their delusion, that I, that I, that I wake them from their slumber. That I liberate them from their chains that I free them from their for their from, from being uh, uh, captivated but here let me stop being ridiculous and get into the news we're talking about fast tracking technocracy in this transmission in this segment thank you for joining us in the third segment we put up an article that is really, really interesting. And I think what I might do, maybe we'll do it for next week or sometime in the future. But there, as I said before, is an interesting trend developing, connecting 5G to the coronavirus. Uh, Some people saying that the coronavirus is actually a creation, uh, that it is actually uh, directed energy weapons, that it is like frequency-based technology. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. But what I do see happening is the creation of of that type of world. Here, Maybe I'll be able to explain it a little bit better once I start getting into these articles. Uh, This next one comes from worldtruth.tv. It's by Eddie Levy, and they put this up February 26th. And it says, Did the 5G rollout in Wuhan damage the inert cellular defense cells of the population, putting the people at risk of of complications and death from coronavirus? It's a very lengthy title, but that shows you how the truth works. It says, Scientists have been sounding the alarms about the dangers of fifth-generation wireless technology. Some countries have heeded the warning about wireless radiation and the harmful effects of EMFs. China, on the other hand, has completely ignored all warnings and has proceeded to unleash 5G faster than any other nation. In fact, China rolled out 5G in the province of Wuhan in October of 2019. Just two months later, the city became afflicted by a new kind of coronavirus named COVID-19. How did a formerly benign class of virus become so opportunistic in such a short amount of time? Why is the death rate so high at the epicenter of the outbreak? Did the 5G launch in Wuhan, China cause widespread compromised immune systems? I'm going to put a pause right there because that's what we're seeing with a lot of the coronavirus. People with immunocompromised systems contracting the actual disease. But what And that's what what a lot of the stuff surrounding 5G's and 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 the health effects of it. Nausea, blurred vision, confusion, disoriented. Weakened immune systems. But I'm still trying to figure out how the technological, biological aspect works. How are they changing people's DNA's so that they can be affected by these frequencies? Let's continue on. It says, why did the city's population suddenly become so vulnerable? Could it be that 5G oxidized important surveillance proteins of the innate immune system of the of the Wuhan population? Does 5G cause severe inflammation, damaging the innate immune system? Could it be that 5G does cause DNA breaks, as documented by scientists? Do these DNA breaks potentially affect innate immune molecules, such as the mammoth? are mannose-binding lectins, which are primarily located on the lung affected? Surfi- 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 proteins A and D. MBLs are powerful defense molecules that have been clinically studied to target coronaviruses early in their replication cycle, preventing viral attachment. If MBLs are compromised through oxidation, respiratory viruses can more readily take hold on the human host. Deficiency in MBLs also occur when there is three single-point mutations in exon 1 of the MBL-2 gene. For an infectious agent to cause complication and or fatality, a person's immune system must be compromised. Did the launch of 5G in Wuhan, China, help facilitate the outbreak of this deadly bioweapon? MBLs are a natural defense system in the human body used for biological recognition and surveillance at the molecular level. MBLs bind with sugars, allowing the protein to interact with many different kinds of viruses, bacteria, yeast, fungi, and protozoa cloaked with such sugars. MBLs are unique because they can bind to the surface of microbes and activate the complement system in an antibody. They're one of the only antiviral systems that can break down the signature glycoprotein shell that surrounds coronaviruses, including Ebola, SARS, and MERS. Deficiency in mannose-binding lectins is linked to chronic chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, neonatal septus, and respiratory uh, syncytial virus, RSV, among other complications and respiratory illnesses. Scientists estimate that 10 to 30% of the population is deficient in MBLs, putting them at serious risk of complications from any and all respiratory infections. This is the most serious aspect of the coronavirus outbreak. Up to 30% of the population may already be susceptible to serious complications from this weaponized strain. 5G wireless radiation only compromises immunity further. After all, one of the undocumented or one of the documented symptoms of 5G is, quote, flu-like symptoms. Why is the fatality rate higher at the epicenter of the outbreak? Did the 5G, did the launch of 5G wireless radiation cause oxidative damage to the innate immune molecules like the mannose-binding lectins in the people in Wuhan? <laughs> did 5G cause genetic mutations suppressing natural levels of mannose-binding lectins? Did the well-documented oxidative effects of 5G affect the population's innate immune system oxidizing the very molecule that the immune system needs in order to protect the respiratory system? Is 5G accelerating the virility of coronavirus by weakening important cellular surveillance systems on the proteins of lung cells? If you guys want to lead that, read that, I'll put the uh, link for that of it in its entirety in the description bar below. Because what it sounds like is just that. People are literally having their DNA modified to a point to where they're even more susceptible to it. Is your mind blown? Well, while you sit there and think about that, I'll give you a little bit of time to think about it. A little bit of time to think about the idea of Activating frequency-based technology that literally destroys your immune system. While you think about that, New York City is fast-tracking 5G, and installing thousands of new cell, small cell antenna on traffic lights and street lamps. is said by Eddie Levine of WorldTruth.tv. World they put this up March 2nd. It says the United States is in a race to be the world leader in 5G wireless technology. In September of 2018, the Federal Communications Commission passed a 5G fast plan to help the telecom industry install thousands of new cell towers by removing local authority over their placement, permit, placement permitting and fees. In October of 2019, the same time whenever they had turned on Wuhan's 5G in China... Texas Representative Pete Olson introduced HR 4741, which gives the FCC and the telecom industry more power to advance 5G quickly. So when Wuhan turned on, we were like, okay, it's time for us to hurry up and get our 5G on. Without adherence, to, without adherence to existing environmental and human health laws. Quote, small government Republicans want to take advantage of 5G's economic benefit, allowing the telecom industry and big tech to bypass local government oversight as unchecked wireless radiation and data collection pillages communities throughout the United States. New York City is introducing thousands of new sources of millimeter wave microwave radiation as, 5, as 5G is fast-tracked throughout the city. With ambitions to become a smart city, New York City is currently fast-tracking 5G, approving the installation of thousands of of new small cell antenna on traffic lights and street lamps. This practice isn't entirely new. The first four generations of wireless technology required the installation of cell towers and receptors throughout the city. 5G, however, takes it to a whole new level. On the electromagnetic spectrum, 5G radio waves are millimeter waves emitted in multiple shorter pulses. Because of this, the industry will need to install thousands of new small-cell antennas throughout the cities and communities, putting hundreds of thousands of people in direct path of multiple radiation sources throughout the day. This influx of small-cell antenna will interfere with people's lives, where they work, and where they sleep. Over the past 15 years, New York City has installed over 6,000 poles to accommodate wireless technology. Another 5,000 are scheduled for installation across the five boroughs of the city. The New York City Department of Information Technology and Telecommunic- Telecommunications has recently approved 10 franchise agreements with multiple companies to install 5G equipment on street lamps and traffic poles, assaulting the city's occupants with thousands of news sources of millimeter wave microwave radiation at every turn. The city has also approved fiber for 5G. So think about that. Five G in the very same place. Think 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 about this. I think New York City right now has like one case of it. If they don't have coronavirus now, they turn that thing on, people are going to get so sick because we are already so toxic. I mean, it feels like every other episode, we're talking about taking our health back as like a revolutionary act. Can you imagine trying to turn some of this stuff on? It's crazy. You know What I want to do real quick, uh, before we continue on, what I want to do real quick for you great people is read to you something that came from our exclusive members chat, because I think it'd be very, very beneficial for you guys. Uh, This is something that kind of blows my mind. It's still in accordance with what we're talking about. And this is the beauty of what happens when you guys join our exclusive membership program. Uh, you're basically able to change the face of the show and how we put out content. But when, t- when asked about whether or not people are seeing food shortages in their area, some people were seeing some in Florida, California, Colorado, and New Hampshire. Uh, some people were seeing food shortages. I asked this to the group if they were seeing some. This is one of the responses I got. They said, no panic here, but I am prepared for economic issues. This entire situation is about fear and anxiety. We are seeing a synthetic creation out of a lab activated by frequency. Freedom! That 5G station they put up in Wuhan in October. I heard you talking about this. It is connected in my opinion. That pig virus they had going around last year is also connected. As well as their mandatory vaccination program. Especially when pig parts and pig blood is in the vaccines. So there's tainted food supply, tainted vaccines, a lab-made virus, then you turn that 5G, it's probably 6G for real, turn that frequency up, and those high-powered transmitters we call cell phones, you have the ultimate concoction to destroy your genetic code. They will keep pushing this as an airborne virus, though, and they will make a vaccine that will peop- that people will damn near kill each, over, kill each other over. Says you guys should watch a short a short sci-fi movie on YouTube called Nano. The truth is in movies and stories left for people to see, and I'll put that link in the description bar below as well. And then I had fired back saying that no, I had not seen the movie, but somebody else messaged me a bit of information that I thought was good. Uh, so really, if you guys join exclusive members, you guys can get access to this chat and see this whole thing go down. Uh, but I'm just going to read you guys the screenshot that somebody else sent me. Uh, this just, again, confirms what our exclusive members said to me. So that's why I tell you guys, I don't know everything. That's why I need you guys to tell me things, inform me, educate me. Uh, but the, the, the screenshot goes as this. It says the Chinese were given mandatory vaccines last fall. The vaccine contained replicating digitized controllable RNA, which were activated by 60 gigahertz millimeter 5G waves that were turned on in Wuhan, as well as other countries using 60 gigahertz 5G, with the smart dust that everyone on the globe has been inhaling through chemtrails. That's why when they say someone is, quote, cured, the, quote, virus can be digitally reactivated at any time, and the person can literally drop dead. The Diamond Princess cruise ship was specifically equipped with 60 gigahertz 5G. It's basically remote assassinations. Americans are currently breathing in this, quote, smart dust through chemtrails. Think of it like this. Add the combination of vaccines, chemtrails, and 5G, and your body becomes internally digitized and can be remotely controlled. A person's organs function can be stopped remotely if one is deemed non-compliant. Wuhan was a test run for ID2020. The elite call this 60 gigahertz millimeter 5G wave the V wave, the virus wave. To mock us, Trump has created a space force in part to combat this weaponized technology. We need to vehemently reject this attempted, quote, mandatory vaccine issue because our lives depend on it. That's right. Our lives depend on it. Our lives depend on understanding that our life is in our hands. And that we cannot allow people who really don't don't understand what's going on, we can't allow them to uh, dictate to us what's actually happening. You see, that's why I'm still trying to wrap my head around this whole thing. Because it does make, it makes sense. And if we're able to biologically diagnose this, saying that vitamin C is going to be a way to combat this, what are we really missing then? What are we really missing? I just want to take this time, since we are talking about 5G and so much more, you guys can expect them in the future. Uh, these are some people that we have posted pre- previously in the past, uh, but they are called No Choice But To Protect. These are the people who are creating uh, 5G anti-Wi-Fi and clothing uh, anti anti Fi emf shielding clothing they have hoodies sleeves jackets shoes all kinds of stuff uh really to make you guys aware of what's going on i'll put the link for that in the description bar below i just wanted to make a quick plug on that because we're going to be talking with them and more in the future because talking about coronavirus and 5g got me thinking about this so i wanted to again see whether see what other options are out there um and this brings up an even bigger point, too. While this may not be the end-all, be-all, this isn't a cure-all, right? This, is, this, this starts us down that path of figuring out effective ways to protect ourselves. Like I was saying beforehand, uh, the metaphysical process of trying to get prepared combined with real-world three-dimensional physical action, you're already in a much better position than, than, than millions of other people. And if we don't start looking at the solutions we have at our disposal – and then integrating them into our life so that we can find or possibly even make better ones, well, then we're setting ourselves up for failure. If we're aware of the problem and we're not using every solution at our disposal to overcome it, then we are part of the problem. And it comes, it, it, it comes with things like that, the anti-EMF Wi-Fi shielding clothing. It comes with the, with the anti-EMF Wi-Fi shielding stickers. It comes with the water filtration, uh, the air filtration, the storable goods, the storable foods, the system detoxes. The iodines, it comes. The, the 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 vitamins, the supplements, it comes with it all. We are not in a position. We have not been afforded laziness. That is a luxury that I thoroughly believe that we have not been given in this generation. And if we adopt that mentality, well, guess what? You're a fool, and you set yourself up like that. You idiot. You you, you <laughs> congratulations. You played yourself. You played yourself. So don't don't play yourself. Be a winner. Fight back. But, another way you don't want to play yourself, don't get caught up with the crowd. Don't follow the program. Don't take the chip. What am I trying to say? Elon Musk's plan to save humanity from the artificial intelligence apocalypse is actually part of that evil, diabolic plan I told you before at the start of the show. This nefarious-minded person is setting up a global trap to get people to, uh, to rob them of their consciousness. Yeah. Take your mind. So we just got done basically talking about 5G possibly affecting people's immune systems to where they could contract the coronavirus. And we also went on to say that, guess what? New York is installing uh, 5G all over the place. They're, they're doing it in Florida. That's why we had on Justin Harvey of we are change to raise awareness about 5G but now let's take it a step even further guess what now you have Elon Musk saying we will have access to your brain AI is going to take over just take the chip and then we can fight back AI with our collective brain power well that that feels like a that feels like a double-sided trap to me feels like AI got the better part of that deal. If you ask me, but do you get the point I'm trying to make? Blindly following things, getting wrapped up in the technocracy, because guess what? Even if you don't abide by the rules, you will have people who socially enforce them. Let me get in this article right here. We put this up March March second. It comes from Conscious Life News. It says last week. Elon Musk confirmed that his company, Neuralink, is working on the development of a brain-machine interface. For the last couple of years, Musk has made no secret of his fears of artificial intelligence advancing to a point where it overtakes its human creators. Musk believes that in order to safeguard the human race against a superintelligence machine apocalypse, we must essentially become them. Cyborgs, whose minds are internally augmented by advanced computer systems. Along the way, he believes this transition will spawn countless benefits and profitable industries for humans. The concept of a brain-machine interface remained in the realm of science fiction until fairly recently. Now, there are multiple private endeavors and even a DARPA-led coalition. Currently, there are three early BMI models, motor complex stimulation, artificial ears and eyes, and deep brain stimulation. Quote, we are aiming to bring something to the market That helps with certain severe brain injuries, stroke, cancer lesions, uh, congenial heart effects in around four years, Musk stated. But these are just the earliest manifestations of what Musk believes will soon be a thriving industry. Tim Urban's post at Wait But Why uh, fleshed out some of the grittier details of what he basically refers to as the next phase of intelligent life on Earth. The wizard era. Musket visions of world in which humans are outfitted with micro-sized, quote, neural-laced technology. When it reaches its full potential, the effects will be nothing short of mind-blowing. We will be able to control physical objects with our thoughts, having conversations between minds with no words, and literally live other people's experiences, including all forms of physical activity. Think of it as an amalgamation of virtual reality and augmented reality, but without any physical devices and telepathically controlled, a new digital tertiary layer of the brain. Musk believes there will be a therapeutic therapeutic benefit as well. By recording their neural patterns, people will be able to better manage psychiatric and emotional problems, heighten their sensory perceptions, and vastly augment their knowledge base with a cloud-based memory and knowledge storage. With such an advanced emotional communication, there will be an opportunity to instill a greater sense of empathy in people as they will actually experience what it feels like to be someone else. But with great promise comes great peril. Musk acknowledges that there are risks involved, such as mind hacking, strolling, and surveillance. All the normal normal destructive tendencies of humans may follow us up the ladder. As for people reading our thoughts, though, Musk says not to worry. Quote, people won't be able to read your thoughts. You would have to will it. If you don't will it, it just doesn't happen. Just like if you don't will your mouth to talk, it doesn't talk. Musk believes that with OpenAI, his open-source non-profit AI research company, he can democratize AI technology. Combined with Neuralink, he believes that this will lessen the the existential risk posed by superintelligent machines, allowing us to keep up with the pace of augmentation. What we're gradually talking about here, if you ask me, is just the end of humanity in a sad way just the gradual understanding or the gradual surrendering of our history and of our future, giving it over to AI. So when we're talking about fast-tracking of the technocracy, well, we have to figure out a way to just lobotomize and pacify the people so they can be more obedient. And then, well, once they're obedient, we'll give them toys to make them even more subservient. Yeah, that's right. When I talk about fast-tracking AI, you have to understand that a lot of these people, I mean, good Lord, he just told you right there, the wizard era, his whole purpose behind doing this is to have people, ha, have control of people's minds. The real wizard, the, we're, the real uh, archmage gives people the idea of free will, of freedom. Like I read something that somebody else posted. It's like, you get rich by thinking other people can get rich from you and that's what Elon Musk is doing he's he's telling you hey no we'll be free we can fight off the ai you know you just have to give me your brain first the wizards will only get power it's like some weird highlander type of thing where when you kill one of them you know you get stronger it's 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 kind of like that it's where he's like give me your brain power and i'll give you freedom just take this chip you'll be free that to me just does not seem right You see what I'm saying? Just uh, something about the way we are going about things these days just doesn't make sense. So what I'm going to do to wrap this episode up for you great people, what I'm going to do is close this transmission out with a video where it talks about neuroplasticity and how to carve new pathways to the brain. This comes from Collective Evolution. I'm going to pull this up and play this for you guys, and I'll close it out right after. We actually put this over here on Liberation Legion, our partner page. If you have not followed them, you're slacking because that's where a lot of our health news ends up going. Uh, But we'll play this this quick clip for you guys, and then I'll talk to you right after.
2: Not so long ago, many scientists believed that the brain did not change after childhood, that it was hardwired and fixed by the time we became adults. But recent advances in only the last decade now tell us that this is simply not true. The brain can and does change throughout our lives. It is adaptable, like plastic, hence neuroscientists call this neuroplasticity. How does neuroplasticity work? If you think of your brain as a dynamic, connected power grid, there are billions of pathways or roads lighting up every time you think, feel, or do something. Some of these roads are well-traveled. These are our habits, our established ways of thinking, feeling, and doing. Every time we think in a certain way, practice a particular task, or feel a specific emotion, we strengthen this road. It becomes easier for our brains to travel this pathway. Say we think about something differently, learn a new task, or choose a different emotion, we start carving out a new road. If we keep traveling that road, our brains begin to use this pathway more, and this new way of thinking, feeling, or doing becomes second nature. The old pathway gets used less and less and weakens. This process of rewiring your brain by forming new connections and weakening old ones is neuroplasticity in action. The good news is that we all have the ability to learn and change by rewiring our brains. If you have ever changed a bad habit or thought about something differently, you have carved a new pathway in your brain and experienced neuroplasticity firsthand. With repeated and directed attention towards your desired change, you can rewire your brain.
0: That's all I'm trying to do. Honest. All I'm trying to do is help us really reshape how we see these things that are going on and ask ourselves, can we fix them? Should we fix them? And what will we do after we fix them? Neuroplasticity. They're trying to fast-track the technocracy to rob us of our humanity. We see all these things going on. The the rise of technology, the rise of the the uh, uh, the corporate America, the corporate dictatorship, the scientific dictatorship. We see all these things that are taking place But are we taking the time for ourselves? Are we taking the time to find our own minds? As I said before at the start of this show, I'm not crazy. I'm just trying to be sane in an insane world. And when we let everything else dictate to us what goes on inside of us, when we let the external command the internal, we've lost neuroplasticity. Whoa, 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 whoa. So I don't know what that was about. But before I let you good people go, I should have you know that if you go to the website, you get this episode article. I made sure that I put at least six or seven different articles for slash posts with different slides and clips and videos and links and references so you can go be healthy. I specifically took the time to put several different posts right there So that if you went to the episode, if you went to the article for it, you could have everything you need to know from how to make homemade hand sanitizer, CBD being an antibiotic resistance, three studies that show vitamin C is the key, uh, holistic medicine protocols, uh, all kinds of different stuff for respiratory infections and more antibiotics. I put it all there for you good people. Okay, I wanted to say that Before I let you good people go But like I said ladies and gentlemen That's all I really have for you guys and gals If you have any questions Feel free to email me I'll have it in the description bar below And as always guys and gals Stay vigilant Expose lies and share truth This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction Out
1: From the from the, from the, from the, from the, from the, from the